Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello and welcome to Ascent Dental Radio, a program dedicated to the balance between the clinical aspect of healthcare and the business of healthcare. And now, here's your host, Dr. Kevin Coughlin. Good evening. This is Dr. Kevin Coughlin. You're listening to Ascent Dental Solutions with a focus on knowledge, education, development, and training. I want to give a special thanks and shout out to our sponsors, Patterson Dental and Vocal Dental Supply Company, along with Henry Schein. Without their support and expertise, these podcasts would be very difficult. I also want to say thank you to Mark Shipman and David Wolf for their expertise in uh, developing and producing these podcasts. Tonight, I am very happy to introduce Ms. Heidi Mount. If you haven't heard of her, then you probably haven't been paying attention. If you have dental problems with the management in the business of day-to-day, I think we're going to all learn quite a bit from Heidi. Without any further ado, Heidi, thank you so much from your busy schedule. I understand you're doing this podcast from Hawaii, and we really appreciate you sharing your wisdom and knowledge with our audience tonight. How about a little brief introduction for those who may not be familiar with you and your background? Aloha. Well, we are here in the middle of a storm, actually, but we're doing okay where I'm at. And I have been in dentistry since 1989. Um, most of my story is in my book that I just launched, became a number one bestseller in about four hours because I am an international coach. So I, I coach all over the world. And that book's called Hidden Treasures. You might enjoy that because it's teaching you about how to find the missing revenue in your practice. So I've been coaching dentists and teams for decades all over, and it's been going wonderful. I actually had a virtual consulting business since day one before Zoom became really popular. So yeah, helping out however I can. Well, Heidi, if you were to just summarize, in your long stellar career, listening to problems day in and day out, what would you say are the most common problems that we face in healthcare in our businesses? If you were to just summarize them and uh, be frank. I would say hiring the right team. Mm-hmm. And what do you think in your experience, the mistakes that we're making day to day when we're hiring? Are there some tips that you can give our listeners to say, you know, you might want to consider and try A rather than B? Yeah, I, you know, there's a lot of background checks that really need to be had. And, you know, a lot of people will tell you I've had 20 years experience, but they had two years at every single job. So, you know, they really have two years experience. They can't even hold down a job. I think some good interview questions and maybe streamlining a little more. Maybe you'll have five preliminary questions and maybe they send a video chat back to you. You know, part of this is following directions, using technology and seeing what you can get in advance. But, you know, a great question I would make sure to ask is if you had three job offers, 
uh, what would be the determining factor? Because we want to hire for attitude. If you're, if you're, if the determining factor is to make more money, they're going to bounce at the next job that offers more. And right now, you know, post pandemic, pretty much employees can call the shots when it comes to wage. I can tell you in my close to 40 years of, of practicing dentistry, and I still practice now, I can tell you that the expense of making a mistake by hiring someone mm -hmm. just for the sake of hiring, you're sometimes better off not hiring than hiring the wrong person. As far as hiring the wrong person, some things that I've learned in the past is I had done quarry checks and I didn't realize that sometimes, depending on the type of organization you're using, they just check for that particular state. They're not checking other states. So it may find that uh, Mary or Bill are fine in the state of Massachusetts where I practice, but in reality, they've got quite a checkered past in another state because you didn't do what I call the trust and verify. And I wonder if you've seen similar instances like that. Certainly. I usually um, have them do a professional background check. I think it's very important to know if they have embezzled or have some record. I also think that people lie on the length of time that they've been for somebody. So I always verify the dates they worked at each job because sometimes you find out it's nine months, not nine years or what have you. And they think people aren't going to check. Do you believe in a working interview, having Mary or Bill come in for a half a day, a full day, a couple of days, meet with other team members, perhaps uh, assist or evaluate chair side? Do you have any tips or suggestions on that? Yeah, I definitely recommend a working interview because anybody can look good on paper. They know the buzzwords to use. I'm a team player and all this bit. They know all the buzzwords you want to hear. So what's good is to have a direct plan. So when they are coming in for a working interview, you're actually giving them an assignment. You're just not throwing them out there, right? Maybe you're saying, if it's a dental assistant, you're saying, I'm going to make sure that you take a full mouth set of x-rays. Uh, and you're timing it, right? You want to know how long it takes them to take it. You want to see how they greet the patients. You want to be asking your patients, how did it go with Miss Heidi? Or something that the patient can say, you know, the x-rays really hurt. Or, I don't know, I feel like I'm just a number. She was awesome. She was so caring, you know. So getting feedback from patients is really important. And then as far as the front desk, you would have an assignment of some sort. Um, you know, I'd like you to confirm these patients. I'd like you to make sure that all patients have their ID and insurance card in there. Give them some assignment of how to answer the phone and what you expect. So you're not just throwing them out there and then, you know, letting them know if there isn't anything to do, this is what I would like you doing. So they're not just sitting around waiting for direction um, and listening to the questions they ask the other employees, looking for attitudes, things like that. And then with a hygienist, you know, maybe uh, you might want to instruct them. If you see subcalculus in the x-ray, I'd like you to take a post-op x-ray. So we make sure that they get that calculus off um, the patient they're working on to test their skill and directions and um, how they talk about treatment with patients or what have you. So let's say you have somebody that's Oh, I'm a really good treatment plan coordinator. I, I can sell anything and book everybody and blah, blah, blah. So sometimes people are super good at getting someone in the schedule, but that patient doesn't actually, actually show up. So monitoring things all the way to the finish that they actually show up to their appointment, the person actually paid, all of this should be analyzed. Um, so maybe you want to give her 
a chart. Maybe you pick a chart that, that you say, here's the peri-charting, here's the images, here's the um, intraoral photos, and here are the three treatment plans. So I'm going to be the patient, and the options are a partial denture, a bridge, or an implant. And I would like you to discuss the treatment plan and come up with me deciding on one of them and making a financial arrangement. So anybody who has good experience could easily do this. Other people may have some questions that they don't even have a clue what you're talking about. So um, we have to know their skill level because what we do is we set as, as an office manager is going to make whatever, let's say the office manager is going to make $55,000 a year. The treatment plan is going to do this, but honestly, they should earn it. They should earn that wage and prove themselves before we guarantee that wage. So maybe you start off smaller and then you, you give them some bonus structures to really create profit for the practice and make them paid of, you know, you want them paid well. We don't want them going anywhere else, but we want them paid what they're worth. In your experience, I know state after state is a little different. These working interviews, do you recommend that those individuals be compensated? I know this is a popular question. I do. I, I do recommend it. It's hard for them to take time off work to come do the working interview or know that other people are going to pay them. So some people pay minimum wage or, or a flat rate or different rates, depending on the state and things like that you're in. But we do have to make it worth their time. And this is our first impression of what type of boss we are. So it's nice to, you know, show them we value them and it's worth the investment to make them happy and really um, buy into the practice. So I, I, I know that it's a tough situation, but ultimately, I feel like as an owner, I'm selling them on why they should come work for me. So I like to say what our culture is and what we expect. I like to find out how they like uh, to be appreciated. And I really want to stand out as a dentist or an owner. So they think about these things when they are deciding on three or four jobs. Can you talk to our listeners a little bit about your feelings and uh, experience with bonuses? Do you do these bonuses through departments? For example, the administrative group gets one bonus hygiene gets another bonus, your clinical assistants get another bonus. Do you do it as a team uh, so that the team gets a bonus, emphasizing working together rather than as an individual groups? What's your experience and opinions with that? Very rare that you can have a cookie cutter system that will work for every single team. So you may have an office that their payrolls at 28%, or you may have an office that the hygienist is making $100,000 a year and only deserve 60. So why would I bonus them the same as I bonus everybody else? You might have an office that has people that work one day a week, two day a week, four day a week. So then I would probably divide the bonus fairly according to the hours they work. So I, some offices can't stand the competition amongst each other and they want to share the team bonus. So I actually involve the team when making these choices with the amount of money and profit that we have to share. In general, they're going to have specific bonuses because what team members complain about is we never know what we're going to get. They have this big, giant mathematical figure, and we have no clue what we're getting. It just shows up on our paycheck. I find that most team members want to know exactly how they can figure out how much they're going to take home. So having it simple works really well. 
But yeah, there's a lot of different ways to bonus it. You can bonus a percentage of how much they, they reactivate patients. You could bonus uh, anything over this amount. They get to keep 20% or the 20% shared with the team. I mean, there's so many ways to do this. But ultimately, we have to know what is each hygienist producing? What are they collecting? What's the actual goal? Where's the profit? What's the overhead? So there's a lot of factors involved because imagine... If team members are saying, you know, we need a sterile tech, we need a sterile tech. Well, you guys know that this sterile tech is going to cost us, let's say, $1,500 a month. So that means when I add that into the payroll, your bonus goes down. So do you guys want the that portion of the bonus or do you want me to hire somebody else? And they're like, no, 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 we'll do it ourselves. We'll clean our room. You know what I mean? So having the team in on the decision really helps. Let me ask you, I know uh, over and over again in uh my over 200 podcasts, we focus on, quote, the employee, the team member. But these concepts would apply to dentists hiring a clinical associate. I think the days of just a solo individual are probably gone. Even your small individual practices are many times seeking out a clinical associate for transition purposes, for growth purposes, for camaraderie. The the list goes on and on. Are there any tips that you can give our listeners or strategies that may be different or are they similar for hiring a clinical associate? You're wanting tips on like how to interview one or hire one or yes for an associate yes in other words in my own experience i'm using basically the same strategies whether i'm hiring a dental hygienist a clinical assistant an administrator a manager uh, marketing etc etc i pretty much go through the same profile that i am when i'm trying to hire a, a dentist i'm doing the same strategies, processes, and procedures. But with your background and experience, I was wondering if you could provide our listeners with maybe some other or additional tips. Yeah, you know, and all of this is going to depend on, you know, what, again, you're attracting, right? Are you willing to mentor and train this person? If not, maybe you need to have somebody that's two to five years already been an associate somewhere else, right? So finding out their five-year goals so they are not just going to either bounce or maybe maybe there is a possibility of a partnership or retirement or ownership available. So you have to know their long-term goals and what drew them to your practice and things like that. And then asking them really good questions, just like you would anybody else in your practice. You know, how would you, your best friend describe you? Um, how much time did you take off last year? You know, what did you invest in continuing education in the past year? You know, we're, we're always evaluating, are they coachable? Are they willing to grow? Are they willing to be a team player? You know, what is their deciding factor? Because I want to know what they value, right? And I want to know how flexible they are. And I want to know what kind of vibe they're going to bring to my practice. They're just going to sit on their phone, like, you know, texting it on social media or whatever, instead of being a team player, going and meeting patients in that, you know, reception area or, you know, introducing themselves in case the patient needs to see them next time. You know, I want to see some effort on marketing and other things. So they're actually a part of the practice too. Heidi, when you're doing the type of work that you're doing for the number of years that you've been doing it. I just want to make sure that our listeners understand that they can reach out to you and you can set up a virtual 
conversation and try to help them get through some of their trials and tribulations. Are there some statistical data points? Is there something specific? If I hired you tonight and uh, we set up a virtual meeting, what are some of the statistics? What are some of the benchmarks that you may be looking for before you go on to that uh, virtual consultation? Sure. Well, you know, dentists hire me because they're plateaued and frustrated, right? They're stuck. You know, a lot of them are throwing spaghetti at a wall, seeing what sticks and, you know, just all over the place. And they're so stressed out. They don't even know where to begin or what to do. And, you know, we're into the year right now. So have they thought about how much time they want to work or take off next year? Do they have their next year's goals set in place? So usually I have them fill out a practice analysis on my website first. So I don't have to ask questions like, you know, have you had turnover in the past two years? Um, Is your AR out of control or how many ops do you have and all this stuff? So I have them fill it out and I, I pretty much can put numbers together and realize where their problem is. Is it case accepted? You know, where is the problem in their practice? So we can talk about that. And I usually find out the top three challenges. So we know where to begin. If, 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 you know, team is unmotivated or, you know, there's holes in the schedule or they constantly have open time in the schedule. We know that training needs to happen. And most of the time, open time, people think, you know, the front desk didn't fill it. Well, if patients are canceling, the clinical team's also, you know, responsible for that patient not valuing the appointment, right? They just, you know, see you at your next cleaning when it's really they need a, a perio maintenance, they have implants to take care of, they have health concerns. And we're not discussing this with the patient, how important it is to go to these maintenance appointments that they're not just a cleaning. Um, you know, that's going to cause some no-show rates. So ultimately, we've got to look at the past year and say, what went wrong, right? How many openings did I have in the schedule where I lost $500, $800 constantly all year round? You know, if you don't do anything, you're going to continually lose hundred grand or more every single year. So it's important to know where do you want to be and how can we reverse engineer that to get you to reach your goals? Because ultimately, it takes action. We just can't show up and drill and fill and expect it all just to come together. Now, some people do have, you know, their book six months and, and maybe the schedule's entirely out of control. People are exhausted, high turnover. You know, we're just scheduling, again, like a Tetris game versus working hard, you know, working smart, not hard. And so, you know, I believe, and you're, you're 40 years in or so, Dr. Coughlin, and you probably know that every year there's something to work on. You know, even me as a coach, I'm always upping my business or getting coaching to figure out, you know, landing pages and email blasts and all kinds of different marketing ways to continually feed and help so many dentists all over the world. So there's a lot to do as a practice owner but ultimately it's making a profit so we can kind of remove some of these hats that cause the stress, that cause us not to live the life we want to live. And everybody has their own goals. So, you know, it's usually um, dentists just have something they want. They're just not quite sure what they want or how to get there. It could be either way, but they do know they're looking at the numbers. I made, you know, 900,000 two years ago. Now I made a million and I'm growing, but my profit level's going down. What in the world's going on? So PPOs are taking more, write-offs are bigger, right? So there's decisions to be made. And that's the hard part is how do you know, 
you know, the pros and cons of every decision you make. There's a lot to think about when you look at the big picture of a practice. Heidi, if you don't mind me getting personal now, my uh, just generality, do you uh, charge per session? Do you charge per hour? Do your typical clients meet with you virtually weekly, daily, monthly? I know it's it's customizable based on my own research with you. What's, uh, let's just say your quote, bread and butter client, typically, how do you communicate and uh, work with them? Certainly. So the the typical client is about six months long. I have hourly clients that do spot coaching or touch up or, you know, kind of maintenance, like you would say. Uh, And then some people need full blown everything. They don't have an SOP manual. They don't have uh, job descriptions, employee manuals, like checklists. Who does what? How do you check a patient in? How do you check a patient out? Just every little trust transfer, handoff, all that good stuff, career protocols and so everybody needs something different, like you said. But in general, um, most people will find real big success in the six-month program. So I meet with them every other week for an hour. It's a recorded Zoom call, so they keep all the training. They have access to me via text, email, uh, video chat. And we it's kind of like they just have an ID to the coach, right? So somebody, hey, my office manager, I you know, just gave me notice. What do I do? Blah, blah, blah. So they're whatever comes up, they're just calling me or texting and asking the questions that they need to support their business. So they have somebody on their team that can weigh out the pros and cons and help them along the way and you know, provide the resources. I mean, that's where it's all at is 30 years of resources where you know, I have checklists that are streamlined. So, you know, follow these steps to the T and the statements, people will pay their bill or whatever, you know, every system has a system. And so we want um, to make sure they have the best scripts to have the best results. And obviously they would customize that script script to their own personality, but you know, at least they know uh, they have a template of this will sound great when I reactivate a patient or follow up with a patient and things like that. So um, it's, you know, yeah, that's what most people do is about a six month coaching program. And a lot of my clients stay on with me for years because they just love the maintenance and cons. Okay, what do we do next? How can we level up our business? That type of thing. Well, you're developing what I call the BLT. You want your clients, your team members to believe, like, and trust you. And I think you also want that from your patients. And uh, over and over again, if the individuals you're working with or around believe, like, and trust you, you generally can get over the humps and bumps in day to day. Can you give our listeners a way to reach you? What's the best way to contact you if they'd like some personalized advice and follow up with your expertise and uh, get your book and hopefully get started on improving the 2022 year? Absolutely. Well, if they want 10 secrets to improving their revenue on tomorrow's schedule, I would grab that on a website called coachingdentist.com. So dentist is singular, coachingdentist.com. They can just put in their email. You can opt out at any time. It'll it'll show up in your email at print off. I do have a private coaching Facebook group that I coach for free. I set up Zoom calls, dentists come on and they pick my brain and I donate my time. And the Facebook group is called Coaching with 
Heidi Mount. I do like to verify you're a dentist because it's for dentists only. I'm not asking for your license or whatever, but just know I'm not trying to sell you anything or add your email and you know anything like that. I'm I'm here to help you, but I I you know I can't tell on Facebook unless it says you're a dentist. I can't tell if you're a assistant or office manager or hygienist or whatever. So you do have to you know give me your website or where you work or something like that. And then my website is Coach Heidi Mount. Dot com. There's an actual booking link to just book a complimentary session with me. And then Instagram would be Heidi Mount Dental Coach at Heidi Mount Dental Coach on Instagram. So everybody likes something different. And you're welcome to just email me personally at Heidi at coachingdentist.com. Heidi, I can't thank you enough for, I know how busy you are, and I really appreciate you helping our listeners. I know you can be not only a help to them, but most likely a help to myself also. We all can use a little help. I want to thank you very much. I look forward to chatting with you in the future. You've been listening to Dr. Kevin Coughlin. This is Ascent Dental Solutions with a focus on knowledge, training, education, and development. Again, thanks to our sponsors, Patterson Dental, Henry Schein, and Vocal Supply Company. Heidi, thanks so much. I look forward to meeting you in the near future and talking more about your expertise and experience. Thanks again. You're very welcome. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.